Now, the most brothers riding around in Benz, Beamers with their friends at your age, legally not a rental and on your name, cashed out, is a dream, but you made it a reality. Sure. Do you sell drugs? Oh, no. Nah. Do you play basketball? Nah. Football? Nah. In the league? Nah. Young CEO Smooth, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and I appreciate your time here. I know you're busy, and thank you for just actually being able to fit that in. Appreciate you, Sam. And one thing that is crazy and fascinating to me, how you're like 18, 19 years old in college and running a business. And what I'm more proud of is you doing it the right way and not, uh, and not risking your freedom illegally and being able to make smart decisions. What's it like being a smart guy instead of the fly guy that sells drugs and ruins their life at such a young age? I mean, I mean, it's a good feeling because to know that your bank account, everything that's coming in there is, is legal. You feel me? But, like, ever since a young age, my people wasn't having that fly guy shit. Or they wasn't having that trapper shit. But, I mean, I do trap, though, well, that's, legally. Well, that's because we Haitians. Yeah, exactly. You know, Haitians got to be strict with their people. Exactly. So, like, I never came out, like, trying to trap illegally, stuff like that. But, I mean, now... In 2020 or like when you get older You just gotta find like smart ways to make money Cause there's a whole lot of money And a lot of ways to make it So it's kinda like you just gotta know how to do it Cause I feel like doing illegal illegal Like drugs or I mean trapping It's kinda like I don't know the easy way out It's good though It's good for easy certain way people out. You say easy way out because you feel like the money comes a lot faster Yeah, yeah. But a lot of times niggas don't Brothers don't realize that they're taking a risk when they're selling drugs. Yeah, for sure. And it could be that little quick money, but then when you do take that risk and then you get caught up, you could be quickly facing, like, you could quickly change your life. You could catch a felony. You could, a whole, a whole like, a lot of things could happen. Yeah, exactly, because I don't want to be in jail right now. I got too much going on, so I'd rather, you know, <laughs> do the long, I'd rather go the long way than the short way. But the money, I do be seeing the money good though. A lot of some, I, I don't seen some some trappers and some scammers too. They be making bread. <laughs> but hey, you just got to keep looking the other way. <laughs> How old were you when you actually thought about starting your own company, Sauce Supply? I mean, I want to say sixteen. I want to say sixteen. Sixteen, like freshman year. How did school. that actually happen? Was it a vision amongst you and your friends? Did you guys plan it out? Like, yeah. Uh, matter of fact, it was. It wasn't even freshman year. It was before freshman year too. Matter of fact, because I remember I was. So was, before freshman year, you yeah. had this idea. Yeah. When you had this idea, now did you feel like you were crazy? Did you not think it was going to happen, or you knew it was going to happen? I knew it was going to happen. Like I, I had a feeling. Like I always had. Like a, a feeling I want to create something I want to create Like some apparel Like I always did But I specifically remember Like during the summer I was visiting my cousin house my The summer of 8th grade Going to freshman Yeah uh. And I remember um, We had came about This website I'm like damn I could curse Yeah it's fine right. <laughs> It's fine It's my podcast you I'm, can like, I'm like it's oh fine. shit I'm like oh shit Like this, this place I could trap out shirts For the Lolo but then you, when you say trap out shirts, how did that process work? So basically, because normally when you trap, you try to get something for a cheaper price. And if you can, you sell it at a higher price. Well, yeah, that's business. Business in general. Exactly. So, so. you said trapping with shirts. How did that process? You being in eighth grade, about to be a freshman. How, how did that come about? So I found this company that was offering um, a specific amount of shirts a specific amount of money that I know that I so money like wholesale, could, yeah, basically, and they was adding another package deal for like designs and stuff like that. So theoretically, like if somebody were to go and buy a shirt for a, a, a dub, that's twenty. Um, I could really like make two times that because the people that was selling me the shirts, they was selling like let's just say like seven dollars per shirt. Now, would you get, like, basic shirts and then you would design it? Or yeah, they, would you yeah, they, get it already designed and you just sell it at a higher price? They blanks, but you would have to give them the design, too. So I was I was the one doing the design work, too. Oh. But they offer um, 
the design work with the package. Was it like a software program where you could work on the designs that they offered, or was it something you had to do on your own? Yeah, they had it. Um, they, they had like a design software program. It was like a basic thing where you could upload little things. They have little clip arts, whatever. But I thought it was super cool, though. But that was the beginning, beginning. And was that how you got the money to start up the company, or was that just you wanted to know how to get in the business of running your own business, so that's what you did to learn? So my startup capital came uh it wasn't i to be honest there's some businesses where you could pull up without no startup capital because you know you're gonna get it and what do you mean by startup capital you mean as in money you don't have to offer or startup capital is the the money that um comes in before the the business the money that you put into the business basically uh-huh. okay, okay so like the money that you allocate specifically towards that business the money you, you invested in right all right so i didn't have i mean the the, the startup capital that i had was from me making beats actually because I was making beats and you was grade. making beats. I started making beats in eighth grade. I, I still do. <laughs> That's crazy. So like I had it was me and my co- another cousin. So we was making beats. I remember we was making beats in middle school. You remember Mr. Shannon? Yeah, yeah definitely. Was, that was in Carver Middle School. Yeah, I was in Carver making <laughs> thumb beats. Then like I had made like a couple hundred bucks, whatever. Cool. Then you made a couple hundred bucks off off, off beats, beats. Yeah. Cause you you get the selling in on SoundCloud or BeatStar. How much would you like sell that. a beat for? It go for like basically how it goes is if you want to lease the beat, then it'll it'll go for like a dub or whatever. Uh-huh. But if you want to buy the whole beat, I'll sell it for double that. So forty, maybe fifty, depending on the beat or depending on the person too. Because you can market to different people. Say, I definitely did remember that you used to do work with beats. Because back in the days, I used to try to get little beats from you and stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. So that's how you made up the money to start up the company, or yeah. So by doing beats and by doing these shirts that you were selling with your designs on it. Yeah, actually, I didn't start uh, designing the shirts yet. So I like that. Um, that was just an idea. At the time. That was just an idea. Yeah. So when did you actually start doing everything to actually start up Sauce Supply? So then I hit up my boy Sauce Man, that's f- and then I hit him up. I'm like, yo, I sent him the designs. He's like, yo, these hard right here. Because I seen he was doing his own little thing, too. But that was my boy, too. I was like, Does yo. he do designs? Like, what does he do? He's more of a marketer. Uh, yeah. So he, he kind of, like, reads the market, knows how to promote stuff. Right, right, Knows right. when to put stuff out. Has a lot. Of, I wouldn't say clout, but, you know. Yeah. Uses you, can their, say, you can say clout. You uses say clout. social media to their advantage. Exactly. exactly. Uh, okay, okay. So I hit him up. I'm like, yo, um, we, I'm trying to start something up. He like, for sure, let's start it up. Then he... Uh, he he went to my other boys too. That's Merck and Shell, and then we just started rolling from there. How did you know that you was able to trust these guys with starting the company? Well, I mean, I was already I was already fucking with with Sauce Man, and I was already fucking with Merck too and Shell. But uh, I mean, I feel as if that we set boundaries first. As far as like where everybody was, you guys do. had to build a trust factor within each other. Yeah, we was friends. But we was friends up from different things. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We wasn't business partners yet. So we had to develop that. Just like any other person would want to develop their business partnership with like somebody else, you feel me? But it's better if you guys are friends too. So do you think it's easier to work with friends? Or do you think because you guys all had the same dream and goal, you guys were willing to put in the work and no matter who was slacking or whatever, y'all still had to put out the effort and outcome? I mean, I feel like it's a 50-50 thing. There, it's like... Because sometimes with making a team, you put expectations on people. And then sometimes when they don't meet up to certain standards or certain measurements or certain deadlines, you, within forming a team or a company, you got to put up the slack and like help out. And Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes... Because we had some problems like that too. But I just feel like... The skill outweighed that type of stuff. You get what I'm saying? Because if you, I chose, I chose them, or they, they chose, or you know, we built up this little partnership for a reason. Because we all knew what we could do, so we all know what we could put to the table. It's just a matter of who who wants it at that point. Because you can't make somebody want it. And you guys all contributed different things to this company. Yeah. So how long has Soft Supply been running? Because I remember in school, a lot of people would have on the shirts and clothing. Yeah. So we started in. Tw- April twentieth, twenty sixteen. That's mm. when we. That's when we unveiled. Damn near four years ago. Yeah, literally. Damn, that's good. Yeah, 
So how old were you in 2016? You was like 16. 16 years old with your first company. Yeah. That's crazy. Actually, I think I was 15. 15? 2016, yeah, I was 15. April 20, April 20th, 2016, I was 15. And it was that same group of friends and you guys just... So how did that come about with starting it? You guys, like, what was the... F- couple of steps and process as a 15 year old you guys all had to take within starting this business well um first thing we had to get it we had to get it you know registered of course then we had to get some designs running so we had cooked up some designs whatever so then we had to figure out how we was going to sell it and from the very beginning we wanted to be different so we didn't want to like start trapping out like the DMs, nah, we don't do none of that. So off the rip, we had made a website, and then we had put the shirts on the website. You feel me? Set everything like that what, up. Was the name of the website Sauce Supply, Sauce or was Supply, it a different Sauce name? Sauce uh. Yeah, we never changed it. And then we had the website running four twenty, and then we had the shirt that we had made. It was like one shirt at the time, and then, dang. You can, you can hear me Yeah I can hear yeah. no, It's fine It's fine You're good Alright so then um, We had the website running And then after we had The website running uh, What happened after that Oh yeah 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 the, You guys the started website, off With one shirt We started off With one shirt And then we did The promoting At, at the schoolhouse And then that was it So Did that just When you guys Were doing one shirt Did that quickly sell out Or Was that something You guys had to wait And just See, like, how did you guys work out the profit and working on getting more shirts and more clothing? Because now you guys have, like, suits, these hats, I'm pretty sure, like, a whole bunch of different stuff. So how did going from just selling one shirt, like, move on to selling all of these different things? So, I mean, from the jump, we knew that we wanted to do, like, a whole different stuff. It was just that, you know. We was some 15-year-olds, you feel me? We didn't even really have cars yet. You guys didn't feel the pressure about being 15, 15, nah. starting, mm-hmm. starting your own company? I feel like if you're passionate about what you want to do or if it's an idea, a creative idea that you like, you're not really thinking about the money, then I feel like there's no pressure because it's something that you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not going to stay. I heard something like this happen. Uh, somebody told me this the other day. Somebody said... They'll rather, you know, stay up working, stay up late, sleepy, working on their car, but they can't stay up late working on paperwork. You know what I'm saying? So even though you're losing sleep, you're working on your car, you're working on something you're passionate about. But if you're at your job, you know, staying up late and being passionate, I mean, you can't be passionate about what you, you know, don't want to do. So I feel like it was, it was just like a stepping stone, if you will. And it was that passion that all of you guys had that just made you guys just want to say, exactly. we're going to do this. And you guys haven't looked back. You guys always, I see every year, doing better. I think you guys got a couple of models. Yeah. So do you guys plan on maybe doing a pop-up store or opening a store? Yeah, I got some plans. I got some plans to do that, too. Um, I, want, I wanted to do it this year, to be honest, but the COVID situation messed up my plans. Yeah. Oh, pandemic killing yeah. everybody! Plans. Yeah, I was coming in hot this year. No <laughs> cap, I was coming in hot. I had everything ready. Uh, January, February, I had everything ready. I was ready to pop out. As a matter of fact, I started popping out February. Then March, boom, COVID. I was like, damn. Then I had to do some transporting, but it's whatever. You know, you still got to travel. How How did you within? I would say still being a small business, how did you guys work through that during COVID? Like, oh no, nah, this year was it hard? Was it was it not, was the was company still was still doing good? Yeah. Uh, did you guys had to put in more effort, or was the pandemic when it first came around effort. and just killed y'all? Definitely more effort. It, it didn't kill us for sure. It just killed the progress, if you will, because you know I it kind of made you guys a little stagnant. Not stagnant. Matter of fact, I feel like I did my best work during the COVID, the COVID situation because everybody was home. So everybody, not everybody was busy. You weren't in school? Nah, because no. I, I was in FAMU and then I had, to, I had to come down in March, like the first week of March or something like that. So like I came down with, you know, my pieces and then I was trying, like I just changed up my location basically. And so you guys switched locations when you were in college? 
What you mean? Oh, like, yeah, basically, like I was in, I was up there, so I was doing everything up there. Uh, so Plus, during COVID, you had to come back down. Yeah, I had to come back down. Was the business different when you came back down, or was it pretty much the same because everybody knew you as South Supply? Yeah, whether it was on college campus or being in high school. Yeah, uh, my marketing plan for for this year it wasn't like to be local. I wanted to you know branch out a little more and get more of a different you know target market. Because I was in a college campus, you know, you could reach out more people and stuff like that. But um, this year, I happened to, you know, I, I don't want to say local, but like we branched out a little more. But most of our sales was from around around the way because, uh, you know, when I was coming down, I basically made a big push. You know, when you run an ads, you run ads based off location. So, you know, I put a location was where I was at. So it was getting so you ran a lot here. more ads down here yeah, when you. Yeah, for during sure. the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Cause when you're doing ads, like let's just say you're doing Instagram ads, whatever, you gotta put where um you want to put the ads. So I just put Palm Beach. So you know most of my market that's getting you know the marketing is from Palm Beach. So I that's what I was saying. Like it, it was the same way. Everybody was knowing that it was soft supply coming out with shit. Definitely, definitely. So, what type of sacrifices did you guys have to make in the beginning of starting Salt Supply? Uh, was there any sacrifices, or you guys didn't really much have nothing to lose? I said, fuck it. Yeah, we had nothing to lose, for real. We had nothing to lose, because it's not like... When, you, when you're selling clothes, you don't really have to have... Uh, you don't really have to have a startup capital for real, unless you really want to um, come out with a bang. You know, a lot of people that you know testing the waters, they'll they'll do on calls or they do on orders, which means that um, they'll put out something that they don't got. Basically, you get what I'm saying. Uh, so people sell stuff online, but they don't have it. Nah, how does that work? So. I'm about, to, I'm about to tell you the sauce right now. <laughs> is this is this how people make money online at home? Yeah, that's how drop shipping works actually. Too. Ah, drop shipping. I de- I definitely heard of drop shipping. Yeah, so how drop shipping works? I'm about to start with drop. So drop shipping, it basically is you selling something that you don't have. Like essentially, so what you would do is you would set your sights on a specific product, whatever it is. Let's just say this chapstick right here, right? I don't got this chapstick. Let's just say I don't got this chapstick. So now I put a website out. You know, obviously there's a million pictures of chapstick. Granted, there might be a picture that's not, that doesn't look like this chapstick. Or you can even find something that's this chapstick, right? Then you take that picture, you put it online, and then you say whatever, whatever, whatever. And then you or me, whoever it is that you're targeting, me obviously, I have chapstick. I'm like shit. I might need another pair, another chapstick. So now I'm searching up chapstick, and that's what I see. I'm Off like, oh, Amazon, eBay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm like, okay, let me buy this chapstick. I mean, I got nothing to lose for real, and you got nothing to lose for real too, because you don't got it. You feel me? So let's just say this chapstick costs ten cents to buy. Right, chapstick now costs like ten cents to buy. Shit, I don't know. Wholesale? Probably, is probably. That, is that how it is when you got like do drop shipping? The things become like. I mean, yeah, but most of the time, if we be honest, some of the stuff that we buy right now is not how much it costs to make. That's everything. Because a lot of it comes from China, right? So <laughs> the beats, the beats that you bought for what two hundred bucks? Oh, 400. four hundred. Oh, my bad, big boss. <laughs> nah, not a big hey, boss. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even buy it. Somebody bought it for me, but oh, they definitely okay. spent four hundred on it. Exactly. So that four hundred dollars is not how much it was. Co- it would cost to make. So whoever it is that's making the products or getting the profits, let's say beats by Dre, he's getting what? Let's say if it was cost like ten dollars to make. He making three hundred ninety dollars now. So you saying he really co- probably costs like a lot, way cheaper to make a oh lot yeah, of these for things? Sure. Yeah, it's Apple phones, cups, whatever. This desk that you paid probably two hundred dollars for, them lights, whatever it is, you know, it costs way less. Because look, if you think about it, it's not like you're getting finesse. It's really just the supply and demand chart in America. 
You know what I'm saying? Or you could, it's either the supply and demand chart in America or the, the supply and demand chart that you make. And that's how business works. You create the prices that you want to sell. Definitely. Because I'll give you an example. Um, if I'm an expert in marketing, that's what, that's one, that's my major, graphic design and marketing. So if I, if I wanted to sell you this phone right here, Obviously, I could sell you this for a dollar, right? I could really sell it to you for a dollar if I really wanted it gone. But if I really needed the money, I could sell it to you this phone for $500, cracked in everything. <laughs> why? Because why am I selling it to you? I'm selling it to you because you might need a phone, right? So I'm going to put myself in a position to put you in a position to want that phone. Because when you're it's selling about, somebody... It's all about selling the dream and the fantasy exactly. you're not, of what you obtain when you get that item. Right. You're not selling You're not selling the phone. You're selling your wants. So I'm like, okay, so what you need? How much gigs do you need? Give me an example. How much gigs do you need? Like 64. This got 128. <laughs> so you're getting double of what you want. True. What color you want? Blue. Well, shit, we don't got blue, but this product, Reg, this worth more. You feel me? So if you were to sell this, you would be making double what I'm selling you right now. So, you know, I mean, it's crack, yeah, but you can get this fixed for $80 more, and $80 more is still less than what you would buy new. Hold on, just put up your microphone for a second. My bad. And twist the knot at the side, not right here. Right at the end. There you go. Yeah. So now... By the time you fix the screen, oh yeah, this is much better. Yeah. By the time you fix the screen, it's still gonna be worth less than how much you would have bought at the Apple store. So it's your choice. You wanna go spend more or spend with me. It's and that's cra- how you sell. One thing that's crazy with you explaining all of these things, I realize I wouldn't say you're like a trapper because you don't sell drugs. I'm but, a legal trapper. But the way you think of all of these or the way you know these drop shippings or all of these different things are like wholesale and just I would say just flipping the wholesale price and selling it or just being able to like do all of that stuff I really like that's really something that's I would say that's good to have and that's a great mindset because oh it's not that you're in the streets but anything with technology or the stuff that's more towards the future you can flip it it's like doing real estate even with houses it's basically it's basically the same method and the same thing exactly you just gotta have a whole lot of stuff in your head so you can make money Sure. Uh, do you plan on staying in Florida after college Or do you plan on moving uh, I feel like I'll stay in Florida For the simple fact that I got connects here Connects Well not I mean I, I Was that because of college Like networking or Yeah college networking I mean I've been here most of my life All of my life Yeah most of my life So You don't want to leave I mean I want to leave Like if I'm California Hey California sales tax New York not planned New York. Oh yeah, dirty. I mean that's why a lot of Californians are leaving now. Exactly. But Florida, exactly. that's one thing too. Florida won't got no uh, federal tax. I think. Oh God, yeah. And business, you could you, you could funnel a lot of stuff down here in Florida. That's why people come to Florida too, and sell tax six percent too. But besides all that other stuff too, I mean, I feel like Florida a good place to be. I mean, I I could probably move on to like a bigger market. Like if I'm, you know, when I'm getting bigger, you know. Do some other connections. What's around a bigger the way. market for you? You think the places you said, LA, like, Cali. I mean, LA, so for New now York. you want to pretty much grow and yeah, get Florida in your hand, yeah, and then because Florida not a bad place if you think about it. You can make what There's you. A need. lot of old people here. Well, <laughs> it's what you make of it. It's what you make of it for real. Because I mean, there's a lot of stuff you could do over here. I mean, it's by the water. We have a nice. We got scenery. a beach. We got yeah, beaches and exactly. shit. So like. I mean, it's not a bad place. It's, I wouldn't want to move. It's crazy because a lot of people say that. It's funny, not crazy, that a lot of people say Florida is really like a crazy state. We got one of the most craziest people. And it's weird because I don't really see that. Well, down down in, I mean, there is some crazy yeah, people. There's a lot of crazy room. shit that happens. Yeah. But I feel like down in like Palm Beach and stuff, there's not that much that really goes on. Because it's the young niggas that's popping right now. And Palm mm. Beach, the Palm Beach not really like, for the old niggas, the old niggas out the way. It's for us, the young niggas, to be popping out like that for real. Cause they done made their money. It's time for us to make money now. You get what I'm saying? So it's it's when we popping shit, 
that's what like you know you're gonna see. But as far as like what's going on, it's really the young niggas moving the city right now. Definitely. What do you do on the side when you're not the CEO of Saw Supply? I do a lot of shit on the side. Um, I be creating. I'm a I'm a creative director too. Uh, I got another business, Smooth Incorporated. That's mm-hmm. you know uh, people coming to me do what any type of art. You feel me? Like logos. I seen on social media you do like editing. You do like video work. Video editing, YouTube videos, logos, cover arts. If they in Palm Beach and. They logo or they they cover I look fire. They most likely came to me. On you God. definitely did my logo. On God, <laughs> on God. Uh, is that necessary though for you to have a business and for you to keep working on the side, or is that because you want money? You're nah, like, it's not about money. It's about passion, really. Because so you like to work. You like yeah. doing these cover arts. You like you like what you like making art. You like doing it, making money. You like the art stuff. Yeah, because mostly why I'm doing it. Because I really don't have to, honestly. Uh, if if we being honest, if it's about the money, I'm tiring myself out. Cause I make money elsewhere. There's other. Cause you gotta have more streams of income. Right now, I'm probably touching six, but six more, six different streams of income for sure. Cause you can't have money coming one way. Cause that could be blocked. So if you had all your eggs in the salt supply basket, do you think you would be fucked, or it would still be a good thing? No, it'd still be a good thing. Matter of fact, I'm trying to like. My biggest struggle is balancing all my streams of income so I could have more. I was going to say, how do you manage your time with you having not just, say, the six streams of income, but you doing all of these things and running your business and being in school? How do you manage your time? Like, do, how often, like, do you sleep a lot? Do you, like, sleep, like, three, four hours? Like, Nah, to be honest, I don't really sleep. The people around me trying to make me sleep more, but my schedule really is... Um, Are you up late at night? That's when I work the best. You're a nocturnal person. For sure. So I, <laughs> That's what I was saying about myself, too. Like, for whatever reason, when I try to focus on certain things or whenever I just really get in the spirit of writing or reading, it's at night. Like, from, like, 11 to 7, I'm up. Yeah, me too. Because you got to think about it, though. When it's nighttime, everything is shut down. Literally and I feel like the whole city is quieted That whole energy right. I feel like during daytime You gotta be up You gotta be working You gotta be working out Yeah You gotta you gotta run around You gotta do errands You gotta clean You gotta do this But at nighttime It gives the chance for us To really get a chance To like relax And just See on that inner side Of like What the fuck is really going on In my brain And how right. do I feel I feel like I feel like 12 to 7 Is dead space Or dead time Because Everybody else sleep, so so you're working while everybody else is sleeping. Exactly. So the, and you I feel like you get an advantage overtime. from yeah, doing that. This overtime, because when I'm work, when I'm working while you are sleeping, I'm basically getting extra hours more than you. <laughs> Fucking insane. <laughs> if you think about it, too. Yeah, no, that's a good way to think of it. That's a good way to think of it. But that's crazy up, though. When you wake up from whatever, let's just say you early, bro. You waking up at eight. You feel me? Early bird gets the one first. So when you, but look though. I was already up waiting for the worm. Mm. <laughs> mm. So by the time you woke up, try to get the worm, I done already ate it. Predator. <laughs> exactly. You get what I'm saying? So I could, if we if we speaking hypothetically, so I done already got the worm and I'm sleeping so I could get the next worm because mm. I could wake up and, you know, eat in the, in the noontime while you was already up trying to get another worm because you done missed out on you the first worm. You already ate word. like three, four times. Exactly. So how I feel about it is like when I'm when I'm working at night, one it's better creatively because you know my phone be jumping in the daytime, so it be losing my train of thought and my track. Do you turn your phone off? You don't like to put your phone on do not disturb. No, my phone be on do not disturb, and sometimes I don't really be answering people's texts unless you know <laughs> it's like something that I need to or, or we speaking about something like business wise or you you a good friend of mine, but I don't be really answering people's texts like that. Anymore, and I used to have. Um, never mind, we're not even gonna speak on. That. <laughs> not even gonna speak on that. But like, I really should have two phones. But I feel like I'm doing a good job. I feel like, but I feel like I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get another phone soon. So you're gonna have three phones. Two. Oh, two. Oh, yeah. Because right now you just got one. Yeah, I mean, I I got one, but I got other phones, but I just don't use them how I should use them because, like, I feel like I should separate some of some of the stuff that go through my phone too. Because like right now. I began too much notifications. 
So I might I might miss out on something, but I'm doing a good job keeping track of it. Though. Probably get like a business phone and then a phone where you do editing, a phone where yeah, you like yeah yeah yeah. That's why I'm trying to like separate all my streams and like all the stuff I do as far. But I'm doing that online though. But I should I should do that with a phone. Yeah, I should do that with a phone. But I don't really have that problem with people calling my phone though, because I don't really like when people call my phone. But when you have different phones, I wouldn't say. Well, when you have different phones, you kind of know who's calling and for what reason. True. And that's why you have. Well, not even with different phones, you can have two numbers on on like on like two different SIM cards nowadays. True, but not for iPhone though. Not for iPhone. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's for like other phone, them LGs. If yeah, you're a business person, just get it right. Oh, that's but crazy. I mean, I, I I used to have a I used to have an assistant. That's what I was gonna say. I used to have an assistant, but she's not my assistant no more. She was lacking a little bit. What happened with that? She didn't meet the expectations. No, no, no. We cool. We cool. But like, I work fast. You get what I'm saying? And I like to make money. Well, somebody who has six streams of income. How old are you? Like, I'm 19. Now. You're 19. Six streams of income at 19. You kind of got to move at a fast pace. Exactly. I don't think a lot of people are able to yeah. keep up with you or even know what you're talking about when you be saying or having these ideas. Yeah, that makes sense too, but I mean, it's just it's just the commitment because I'm not gonna you know pay nobody that's that I don't see that's gonna be you know continue to put in the work. But I mean, when you can kind of do it yourself, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But, but I do need an, another assistant. I might fuck around and hire her again. I would say in the future, just don't over over exhaust yourself. Because as you get older, because right now you're young, you're 19, you're like, you're just starting like you're like fresh. But as you get older and you're working and you're not really sleeping, I'm not saying it's going to catch up, but it would be, it would help you if you get a chance to balance everything. And I wouldn't say hire her again, but you can get somebody that you trust that like, is nah, that's able like, to keep that's up. like the only person that I would trust though. Oh, okay. But okay. it's just like, the it wasn't nothing like, it wasn't nothing too crazy. It was more like. Mentality wise You know I just She just gotta you know Get what I'm on You get what I'm saying I'm on some money So I just A lot of times People don't right. see your vision Yeah A lot of times It's hard to get people To wanna Sometimes you can see something And it's like You got an idea And you're pointing at it And it's like You're trying to get people To fucking look at it It's like You're the only one That can see the dream And then a lot of times You gotta put in that work And then somebody's gonna come up And be like Yeah I help you I can do this I can do that And it it be like that sometimes. Yeah, but I mean, if that don't work out, then I'm I'm gonna try, you know, figure it out myself. But most likely, that's what I'm probably gonna do. It depends, though. It depends. Uh, how big of a role did your older brother play in your life? A big one, a big one for sure. Cause did he help you like stay motivated? Did he like give you pointers of what not to do, right from wrong, or you know, with my brother, uh, I just feel like. Oh no! I feel he kind of he 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 more off he more like a mentor to me. A mentor, because <clears throat> my brother left for college. That's when I started getting lit. So I feel like it was kind of like a preparation. Getting lit, as in you working hard or yeah, you yeah, like that, trying to figure I, out what you was trying to do. Yeah, or? after he left, that's kind of like it's kind of like you know how Birdman was other young money. I mean, Birdman was under Lil Wayne. And then like yeah, Lil Wayne Lil was Wayne, on the, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I got bad, you Lil bad. Wayne was on the Birdman But definitely And then Lil Wayne Like just branched off And did his own thing You feel me Now Birdman Just you know Off to the side Besides the money part He's still like a CEO Doing yeah, his thing Yeah exactly It's kind of so, like me So my brother was kind of uh, He basically put me in the game He taught me some game He put me on some game As far as how to be a man How to talk the way I talk And then he left And I just took all that he gave me and I turned to smooth. So really none lit. of the business stuff and all of the things you're doing with editing that didn't come from your brother. Nah, nah. It was more so he was more so teaching me the game and like how to do how to how to maneuver. It was me that pulled up with the skills after he left. Mm. I mean, I definitely feel like having a brother or having a father definitely is important because there's somebody I wouldn't say who's ahead of you. But in life, they've gotten to experience more things, and they're able to set you on the right track and help you be careful on walking on a thin line of what you should do and what you shouldn't do, which is what's very important. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, with my dad, 
Like, I credit my dad all the time because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be so disciplined and I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing because my dad is a disciplined young man. Well, he's not young no more. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's your pops. Yeah, my pops, he definitely, like, taught me how to be disciplined because my dad used to be a teacher. He used to be a teacher? Yeah, he, he was a journalist and then... Um, they have was worked. he a journalist here or was he a journalist in Haiti? Both. Both. He's still a journalist. What? Yeah. For like a newspaper company? Yeah. What? I never knew that. Yeah, he be he be he he be low key, but you know the Haitian community know him though. If you know, it's kind of like is he the one on the know, radio? Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. That's my dad. That's my dad. Ah, oh, that's crazy. I did not know that was your dad. But yeah, he 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 a journalist, and then um, back in Haiti, like he was teaching classes about communication. And like at the house, every every single moment he can, he'll tell us stories about like his stories back in the day and how he used to be so disciplined and how people congratulate him about being disciplined. He always getting on me about being disciplined. So I feel like him always telling me to be disciplined and stuff like that. You got to be on your ten toes. That's how I am too. Because I would have missed out on a lot of money not being disciplined too. And a lot of people see that. Like you know, if you say seven thirty, I'm gonna pull up. Like seven thirty, because that's your time, that's my time, and that's my reputation too. Time is money. Exactly. Fuck so, with people, time. You fuck with people, money. Exactly. You don't want to fuck with no people, nobody, money, especially mine. So <laughs> I'm gonna stay on my ten toes, and that's like something he taught me. So I get what you're saying. Father figure is definitely somebody, because you're not from the like. Well, father figure, you. brother, somebody, somebody related to you. I wouldn't say related to you, but somebody that's close to you and older yeah. than you that can help you, like a mentor. Yeah. But mentor, but it's whatever they play their role as. Just yeah. helping you walk that thin line of right from wrong, help you not make those stupid and bad decisions that can end up you risking your freedom in life. Yeah, oh God. Oh God. Yeah. Is there a couple of times where you said fuck certain dreams and focused on like other things? No, nah, hell no. Nah. So nah. this dream of soft supply, that's something you've always wanted. That's Yeah, like I'm not much of a quitter. I feel like if you're a quitter, that just means you didn't find the right place or you didn't find the right way to do it. I mean, unless the dream is that untainable, but if it's that untainable, then you would it wouldn't be your dream, like a realistic dream. So, like, if I put my mind on something, I'm a man of my word, so I'm going to do it. So but I ain't never feel like quitting nothing. I don't feel like a dream. I feel like it's okay for sometimes a dream to, to be, be unattainable. Because it's who who can tell you that you're not, Gonna be that one thing Or accomplish whatever the fuck you wanna do No, nah, but when I mean like When I mean When I meant unattainable I meant like Shit I could be like I wish I wanna fly Type shit Like literally <laughs> fly That's what I meant But I get what you're saying though Like uh, Nobody know what you're capable of Until you do it for real So it's like When I was 15 Or 10 to, to 15 Nobody knew That I'd be who I am right now But you know It's just me to be able to put myself in that position to be who I am. And then now people, like, if when you think of smooth, you think of everything that I'm doing right now, it's like you, you just got to put yourself in the position. You just got to make a name for yourself, basically. So, yeah, that's how I feel about that. Mm, so what are some of your hidden talents? Because I know you play piano. <laughs> and earlier you kind of told me you dropped the album. And it's crazy because I kind of did see that on your Instagram. Like, late night, I was going through it. And you released it like I would say a couple months ago, like no, nah, I, I released it uh, November twenty second, twenty nineteen. Oh, last year. Yeah. Um, How did that go? Releasing on your album? Oh yeah, that's a story in itself. Um, but as far as let me answer your first question, um, hidden <laughs> talents. Um, some people say I don't think it's a hidden talent, but some people say that um, everything that I say sounds believable. So I just got like a charismatic voice. Like if I if I were to tell you, I just made like a million dollars, you probably would believe me. I don't know. That's what. Well, you kind of do have that voice of like an. I was telling you that from before when you was helping me with the lights. You kind of have that voice of a narrator, or like yeah. somebody. If I was doing, if I was listening to like an audible book, it would be like I wouldn't say your voice, but it sounds like I don't know. It sounds like you can easily persuade somebody to. To do certain things Yeah that's what they be saying They be saying I'm a, I'm a persuasive person But I mean To be honest I'm in the game for so long That's how you gotta be As a marketer You gotta persuade If you wanna sell That's, that's very just how true. it is But I mean, I mean 
But I feel like it's also the way you come off. You yeah. don't come off as somebody that's gonna hurt somebody. That's yeah, gonna a pure betray a pure somebody. Heart. That's gonna not be responsible, be accountable for for certain things. Yeah, that's something my dad taught me. Like he taught me, you gotta know who you're speaking to, and you gotta come. There's some. There's a mixture of a good conversation, but the first mixture is respect, and the second mixture is knowing who you're speaking to, and a couple more things is. To uh, be able to interact with that person, that just goes off with knowing who you're speaking to. So, like, if you could tell somebody is this type of way, and if you could, like, add on to it or mold with who that person is, then that person is going to fuck with you. So, say, you know, if, you, if you're if on this type of way, you think of this type of way, I could just, you know, speak to you in that type of way, and then you're going to mess with me. But that, that might sound fake, but if you, unless... Unless you overstep your boundaries to where, like, you acting fake, and I just feel like that's how you be, interact with people. Like, if you meet somebody new and they like something that you might like, you know, if they're passionate about it, if you know about it, if you can speak to them about it, that's how you have good conversations with people. Like, people are going to like you more if you interact with them. So some people just don't know how to interact. Definitely. I also feel like... Oh, yeah, your, your second question, my bad, <laughs> but... Keep going. I was going to say with you interacting with people, I feel like when you get a chance to meet somebody and be actually cool with them and, you know, you get a chance for some, like people to like you, I feel like it's a lot more easier. Well, not I wouldn't say easier, but people, you never know what somebody can do for you in the long run. So you do, being nice or you taking care of somebody, you just... You just actually having that type of personality where people feel like they can gravitate towards you, whether they feel like they have problems or anything. Yeah, you never know what somebody can do to you in the can do for you in the future because you never know what this person could be. You never know if that person is going to be really famous or somebody powerful and somebody in politics. That's what that's why I tell my homeboys too. Uh, Like me, one thing about me, I'm gonna be nice to everybody because. So it's not so. It's not more so being fake because if you give out that energy, you get that energy exactly. back. Exactly. I'm gonna come with anybody with respect, and it's your decision to you know treat me with the same respect or not. But that's the same. Per, that's the same thing my my dad taught me. He said he always said this this one thing. He say um. He said don't 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 laugh at people's suffering and don't cause their suffering either. So. I'm never gonna laugh at nobody's suffering too. That's one. That's one thing I feel like that make me real too. Cause a lot of people like they might genuinely like not fuck with it. You get what I'm saying? Or they might not mess with your suffering. I mean, or they might cause you to suffer and they they, they don't care. But me, I'm kind of like uh, subconscious about that. But to answer your question though, like I get what you're saying. Um, but I was saying how I feel like I'm nice to everybody because you never know who you're talking to. And especially a businessman, you all know who you talking to. And that's to. what I was saying, because you never know if that person could help you out in the long run, depending on how you treat them with just respect, being a nice person, whether you guys may not agree or, you know, you guys may disagree to a certain problem. It's always nice to treat somebody the right way because you never know if they can take care of you in the future. Exactly, exactly. I got this one story. I, I had met this one dude. I had met this one dude, and um, he was like, I don't remember what the situation was, but I remember that I helped him out, and I didn't need to help him out. You know what I'm saying? And then was he homeless? No, like, no, no. It was it was more like it was some dude. I think I don't remember the situation really, but I remember the the the, the conversation. You was just helping after. somebody yeah, out. I just helped him out, and then he's like, "Hey, thanks, man." Like. I seen that you didn't have to do all that stuff. I'm actually a this type of guy, this type of guy. What did you end up doing for him? Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so we speaking, we speaking, we speaking. I'm like, yeah, that's just the type of guy I am. Like, I'm not, I just have a kind heart, whatever. So a couple weeks later, I'm really trying to find the spot to uh, make some shirts. Now, I walk in the store, and guess who's working? Yeah. It's, the, it's the guy It's the guy So he's like What you doing here Like I'm like Oh yeah I do I make shirts Whatever He like Oh that's crazy bro Like I just got this job Like Oh my <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm like that's crazy So we chopped it up A little minute 
So now I'm like, all right, so I'm trying to get to work. So what's the prices, whatever? He's like, you know what? You got it. You got it for the free. So he just ended up taking care of it. Yeah, he took care of, he took care of that package. And, I mean, it wasn't for me specifically because I do clothes for other people too because, mm. you know, I got to spread love around. But it wasn't for me. But if it was for me, I would have felt more appreciative. But, like, he still, like, looked out for me. Oh, he took care of the package. Yeah, he took care of the package too. So it's kind of like... You never know. That's what I'm saying. You, you never know around. in the long run what you do for somebody. They may, you know, always remember that and know exactly. next time, you know, they got you, they can take care of you. Now, imagine if I didn't help him out and he seen that I didn't help him out, even if you I could. would have got charged. I would have got charged. <laughs> now, it's kind of like charged. if you just, if you uh, don't do something one time, it's going to come around and bite you in the butt. Yeah, it's karma. Exactly That's how karma works That's why I said The energy you put out Is energy that you receive For sure It's not even being fake If you're always nice to people If you're generally a good If you're generally a good person And you don't have any bad intentions Of harming people Then that shouldn't ever happen to you I'm not saying It's not gonna happen to you Because life does happen yeah. Shitty situations does happen yeah. But you sh- It's not It's it's less like I would say It's v- less likely For like People would wanna harm you Would wanna do anything for you when you get a chance to actually be that type of person for people. Yeah, for sure. And 2021 is ending in three months. So what are some of the plans you got planned for next year? I mean, I mean, if this year don't work out as far as these last three months. Uh, for so 2021. I, all right. So I got, I got plans to make like a dedicated female line. Mm. So sauce sauce women. <laughs> I'm trying to dabble in that market. Right I thought now. I thought you already sell clothes. No, yeah, for women. yeah, 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 for sure. I I got I got but, some stuff for women, but I'm talking about dedicated. Pieces, so like, like sandals, yeah, stuff heels. like that. Pieces that guy is not wearing. You uh, know what I'm saying? Like you know a little two piece. Hey, I'm not even finna spill it, but just know whoever so watching, you, look out for that. So you got some stuff coming for 2021 for the females. For 2021, and I want to make more music too, but I'm not a rapper though. I just could do it. You know what I'm saying? And that reminds me of the story about how I started my first album. Well, before we get into it, I don't want to I don't want you to look at it as you're a rapper and you're making music. An artist, put it like I'm, that. Yeah, yeah, an artist, but like you said, from twelve to seven you're creating art. You're you're somebody, you know, you like to be up when a lot of people are sleeping. So if you would like to venture off and like, you know, write movies, make music, yeah, you know, do poetry or uh paintings, you know. It's not bad to say, I'm, I'm not saying that you are a rapper, but it's not bad to say, yeah, you make music. Because a lot of times making music could be therapeutic. Yeah. A lot of times making music could be for yourself. And when you listen to it, it gives you that inspiration not only to do, you know, to be better in music and for other people to hear it eventually, but for you to be greater in yourself. Oh, God. So when, with you making music, I, you know, for you to not say that you're a rapper, you're an artist. And that's something that's... Great. That's something that you shouldn't look upon like, oh, I'm, I, I make music on the side. No, you make music. You do a lot of things, and that's something really good. And that's something you should take into that. Not a lot of people can do multiple things. A lot right. of times, people are focused on doing one thing. Yeah. That's why a lot of people have nine to five jobs, and people are focused into just one thing. So you should be more proud of that. You're able to branch out and be a rapper and express yourself in different things and do all of these um. Doing like the editing for these people businesses and making music, all of that stuff. I think all of that stuff is great. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even mean it like that, but I feel you. But when I said that, I was trying to defer from the negative connotations of being a rapper. Yeah, that's very fucking true, though. Yeah, because I mean, you don't pop any pills. Yeah, I'm not popping no pills. <laughs> Matter of fact, I had watched this interview from Twenty One Savage because you know he dropped his album the other day. Uh, big facts. Yeah, <laughs> big, you watch it too. Yeah. So now he he talking about he said he he not a rapper he a, he Denzel a, Washington. Yeah, he an actor. Yeah, and he said he not really killing these niggas for real right now. And he just gave he it's gave more a so great for, example. It's more it's, so it's for entertainment. Yeah, exactly. So like, I just feel like I'm an entertainer. Yeah. So whatever it is that I'm spitting, I might not be hitting that shit for real. I I mean, it can be done, <laughs> but you gonna know say at the end of the day, it's for entertainment because we. we at the end of the day, we just trying to get some money for it. Yeah, and I think it's also good that somebody like you can think of, okay, I have a business. I'm doing all of these videos for people. I'm 
making designs for women. I'm making designs for men. I'm doing this for your business. I think it's good that you have a time to yourself still within doing all of those crazy things where you can focus, do music, and just make something that uh, I would hope when like with your next album you can eventually reach a lot more people. Oh yeah, my next album gonna be hard. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's gonna be hard. Oh God, it's gonna be hard. But as far as my first album though, um, it just kind of came out the blue. To be honest, I didn't plan on making no music. It just came like spontaneously because I had like a couple beats that sitting, of course. And um, it's funny because my homeboy. My man wanted to, he wanted to make a song for fun. So I'm like, all right, cool. I mean, I got the beats for you. I can mix you up real nice. Then at the end, like he said, nah, he's not fucking with it. So now, you feel me, in an attempt to like show him that it's, it's super easy, I'm like, yo, like this is how you do it. So now I, I did it for him. Like I just made a little song with everything. I'm like, yo, <laughs> you got this addicted. Shit <laughs> you got addicted. So I'm like, yeah, because I mean, I could do it. I could, I've been on these programs for a minute now, so I know what to do. Like I have a voice. I could sing. I could. I, I'm. A, I'm. You can sing. Yeah, I could sing. I've been. I've been. I'm actually. I play the piano. And when church was open, like I was the the choir director for my church. Choir director. So you wasn't in the choir. You was the no, choir I was director. Di- I was the director. <laughs> I mean, I I'd go in there and be a tenor or a soprano here and there. But like you know, my thing is you know making the music and making sure everybody's straight with it. Cause I'm I'm musically inclined, so um, I can hear the notes in my head. I play by ear too. Oh. So, but back to my album though. So to make a long story short. I made the song. I made a song, and I'm like, "Yo, I could do this." So then, I set a, a goal for myself. I made, I made seven songs in seven days. Seven songs in seven days. Seven songs in seven days. After you made that first song, fucking around with your friend. Yeah. So then it was no. I made the first song from his bars to um. show him how it would have been done. But mm-hmm. after I done mixed it and put myself on the track, I'm like, "Yo, I sound good." And then I made my first song as smooth. So then, like I had made seven songs in seven days. Well, it's a ten, it's a ten track album though. But I made seven songs, and I made it like the three more, the two more songs because there's an interlude on there. Then I made the two more songs the next week. Then I mixed it the next week, and then I put it out on all streaming platforms. By the way, it's called Turn Me Up. (laughs) Go check that out. So, what's some game you would give to your younger self that you know now that? You could pop. What's game that you would give to your younger self that you know now that could possibly change your life? Some game I would give to me. Yeah. Future you would be able to give to past you. Well, right now or later, like game I would give to myself. Game right you now. got now that 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 you would be able to give it to somebody later. Not somebody, but yourself in oh, the okay, past. Okay, okay, okay. So that would change your life. That would change your whole dynamic perspective of everything. So, something that you that you wish you knew that you were younger that would probably kick start a whole bunch of things, even though you already did shit. I tell myself to hop on Photoshop way <laughs> earlier than I hopped on Photoshop, because Photoshop is my money maker for sure. Is well, that where you do the cover art and yeah, the logos yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that? Photoshop and Illustrator, yeah. I would have told myself hop on Photoshop. I would tell myself learn more coding languages. Because that's another money maker too Coding languages? Yeah What is that? Code Code So uh, how, how websites are formed How apps are oh. formed Yeah stuff like that I would have mm. told myself I would have taught myself At an early age too Because um, A lot of people that code You know It's either they started early Or they like They really got into it At one point in time And now they're real good so I feel like the time that I was wasting playing a game back in the day, I would have been learning some HTML. <laughs> that would have took me. It's crazy because I still don't know. I don't know nothing about that. That's, yeah. that's a whole different lane. Yeah, you got to literally sit down and think about it because it's 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 not what people think. It's really hard, but um, you just got to be committed to it. You just got to know a few things. Uh, it's kind of like every other thing. You just got to be committed. You just I feel like stuff. I feel like that's important because the way the future and the way twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two and the next decade is going to look like, 
learning these codes and technology, how app works, how these companies work, how to run ads, how to do drop shipping, all of that stuff is important on what we talked about. Yeah, because back in the day, nobody's really talking about that. So, like, I mean, I feel like the game wasn't really, like, that elevated back in the day, so it's not their fault. How did you get a chance to learn all of this when you were young? I had, like... If you want to tell people how to learn some of these things that you were mentioning. Say that again? Like, what was some of the stuff that you used to learn? So, the story the story goes for me. Um, my brother left for college in 2012. 2012, 2013. That's when I was 13, obviously. So, um, I used to be, like, not stuck on my brother, but, like, we used to be super... T- I mean, we still tight, but... I used to be like a latch on him. You know what I'm saying? Like I used, I would, everywhere he want to go, I I go, I want to go. And so like I all I knew was my brother. Like I wasn't really like trying to do it, nothing else, play, but but play basketball and stuff like that. But after he left, that kind of gave me like a whole bunch of time and a whole bunch of space, and I just filled it up with a whole bunch of knowledge. So what were some of the things that helped you learn about drop shipping and like? Code You were saying code. So yeah When when he left You said Photoshop All of these different things When like, he left I, I started making beats Because like That's when I That's when I started Getting into Fruity Loops And Pro Tools And stuff like that um, I started becoming More of a pianist uh, I didn't learn the code Until My freshman year Or my sophomore year High school like or college that. College I mean yeah. high school Sorry Um and as far as like the other the drop shipping and stuff like that, that just comes with uh, sauce. Cause when you when you in this type of business, um, you just know a whole bunch of more stuff. Cause it's kind of like a stepping stool. If you think about it, like uh, visually, let's just say starting a business is a stepping stool. And then when you step on that stool, you can see way more. Because everybody else, not literally, but they're literally on the ground. So it's not their fault that they don't see some things. You just got to be there to know what can be done. So when you was like when you guys were starting Saw Supply, that's when you guys started to realize there's a whole bunch of things you had to learn, and that's yeah. what that's what helped you guys able to learn how to code and learn all of yeah, these different exactly. things that was needed for business. For sure, because because websites nobody knows. Because a lot of people that come to me for websites, they think it's just like a hop, skip, and a jump. <laughs> you're good <laughs> it's not it's not like that you can't like, be skipping the process you gotta learn exactly so uh when we started sauce um we had to obviously make the website website was up um we had to know how to do some shipping because we were shipping out stuff. so just learning the process of shipping handling yeah, all that and just stuff. doing it yourself exactly. helps you learn the whole exactly. it give it i feel like it also gives you that advantage because not the average consumer I don't think they actually I wouldn't say know how to do it But once you're actually doing it for your business And you want to take extreme care And you want to make sure your consumers and customers are taken care of And you dive into all of that It definitely gives you an advantage Because not a lot of people know how to do some of these things Yeah Because a lot of times we're just looking to buy most yeah, of the shit Yeah you'll go in a store And then you will never really know, understand how that piece Got to the store Or you'll order something And you never like Really think about like Unless you high as fuck Like yo, fuck <laughs> This shit got here The next day <laughs> How the fuck One day shipping Two yeah. day shipping All that shit be crazy So you don't really Be thinking about it Until you gotta like You in that market So now you like You working for Amazon Or you you know You got your own business Now you you have to know Because When You order something Cause I see you got Your little sauce fit on <laughs> Now when you order something and then it don't come in three to five days. Now you hitting me up like, what if my package at? Now I gotta know where it's at. Even though I don't really know where it's at, I might I gotta know how it gets to you. I gotta know that it goes to a distrib a, distrib- a distribution center. Then that distribution center sends it back to the postal office, and that postal office has a dedicated hour for it to go to. And the tracking number has whatever they got on their phone. So I gotta be like, okay. Like how where did that go wrong for you not to get that? You feel me? But if you if you're not doing it, you just thinking, okay, I'm ordering and I, I I'm just ordering and I want it now. Yeah, exactly. Amazon said two days and I want it in two days. So you don't know. Fuck the rain. Yeah, fuck the weather. Exactly. Fuck the truck. Fuck all of that. You don't know what the two days come with. You just know it's two days. <laughs> so like when you have your business, it's the same thing. You just got to know the ins and outs of what you're doing. 
unless or, or else you're not going to be really successful because you got to be able to hold on and and know what the hell you're doing. And it's crazy because within with you saying that I was reading a book, uh, Black Privilege from Charlemagne the God, where he was talking about a Did lot he of write people, books. Yeah, he write. Yeah, what? Really fucking good books. For I'm real? gonna tell you one thing. He was saying in the book, he was talking about. With that whole step Where people just want to be drug dealers But you gotta learn how to put the weed in the bag yeah, A lot of times niggas hard. just want to run around Thinking they that's just want to be able to sell weed And do this and do that You gotta learn how to scale it up yeah. You gotta learn how to do this You gotta learn how to do that You gotta learn how to put the weed in the bag And then you gotta You gotta know what type of weed it you, is you can't, just, you can't just skip the process and sell weed Just you, There's different types of weed You gotta know how to maneuver And that applies to a lot of things in life With putting the weed in the bag You gotta take the process of learning These different things And you get to obtain I guess a different view And different skills By doing that And you just doing a whole bunch of different methods. Yeah, for sure. That's damn. That's a great example too. Yeah, definitely. Charlemagne got black pill. It's a good book. Damn, I ain't think. Man. I ain't think he was. You know, going snapping like, like that. He's snapping like that. But he, <laughs> the way the way he write it, he definitely makes it a lot easier and shit. But definitely got to put the out. weed in the bag. Smooth. I appreciate you for coming on. We hit the time sure. limit. Hopefully, could have you come on again. Is there anything you want to say, like a last piece of game to youngins who's want to start up this small business or anything? Um. It's cliche, but like, just keep going, keep going. Because the only person that you got is yourself. You got your own brain. You got your own vision. You just gotta open the blinds for everybody to see it. That's it. Well, appreciate you for coming on, smooth. Thank for you. Sure. You already know. Snap.